Welcome to the Encircle Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 8. My name is Katrina Stewart and I'm your host. Now today I sat down and chatted with the lovely Tani Hancock. It's quite incredible actually. I've only known Tani for a couple of months and I really find it fascinating how you vibe with a person. At CrossFitting Circle we kind of say your vibe attracts your tribe. It's a bit of a catchphrase and I know that catchphrase is out in the world as well. But I really believe in what you put out, you get back. Yeah, so Tani and I had been invited to a Riverside Body Scans VIP DEXA night. I've been to a couple in the past. They're great information. Nikki and Angus hold them. They explain what DEXA scans about and they invite allied healthcare professionals. Those professionals can be gym owners, trainers, body image consultants, exercise physiologists, dietitians, nutritionists, um, doctors, anyone in the industry of wanting to improve a person's health it's always a great night to get i guess renew why dexa scans are important and things like that and what's also good is it's a networking night now you should be networking with allied healthcare professionals in your industry i am definitely a believer in referral because i know i don't have all of the answers and i also want to refer my guys at my gym or through Encircle Health to the best that we've got on the Central Coast of New South Wales to ensure that we're getting a full approach. Yeah, and that's what we want. So it was really great to meet a whole bunch of new people. And there was just something that gelled with Tani and I during, you know, the first little bits of chats that happened before the the seminar starts. And then we caught up again at, at dinner and she was explaining to me some work that she's done with body image and what she does with BU coaching and I was fascinated and I said to her look I'm just starting a podcast and I'd love to get you on now we're both really busy this was the first chance we had to catch up which was super cool but something must have gelled with Tani as well because she sent me a message and she said look I'd, I just want to come in and give in circle a go I'm like absolutely come in and give it a go see what you think of us and she come in a couple months ago and she's been with us ever since she just vibed so well with our tribe yeah and again a little bit of a cheesy catchphrase but she did it's like tani's been in the encircle tribe since we opened she's great to train with she's got a really good energy about her and i really love the way she sees herself how she sees women, how she sees body images, and what she does helping people through their issues with body image. So I hope you get a lot out of this seminar. I know that I love chatting with Tiny. We're going to catch up again, actually, just before summer rolls around and have a little bit more of a chat about body images and what we can do moving into the bikini, you know, the bikini season. But anyway, for the meantime, enjoy this chat that we had. Welcome, Tiny Hancock, to the Encircle podcast. Hi, happy to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. So, I just I just want to give our listeners a quick um, story about how we met because I really think that you draw people, like-minded people, towards yourself. Um, I, a friend of mine, Nikki Saliba, had invited me to a VIP night at Riverside Dexa Scan. I'd been to a few of them in the past, and you were there. The room was full of 
PTs, um, box owners, gym owners, uh, physical therapists, and we were all chatting to everyone. Yet I was drawn to have a conversation with you. And it was really super cool because at the time I said to you, I'm going to do a podcast and I'd really like to chat to you about what it is you do because it's so fascinating to me. And you're like, we should totally do that. And then interestingly, you connected back with me and before we knew it, you become part of the CrossFit In Circle tribe. And what's fascinating is that like-minded people, it's like you've always been here. I was racking my brain and I know I could go through my records to find out, but you must have been with, you must have only been with us for like two to three months. Would that be about right? Yeah, I think I signed up in October, October. or November. Yeah, yeah, so like maybe three or four months. And it's like you've always been here, um, which is fantastic. I love how those things kind of work out. So I'm just getting to know more in-depth bits and pieces about you as it happens when people train together. Um, so for people that may only know you from seeing you on social media or here at CrossFit In Circle, Let's give people a verbal resume of yourself. Okay, um, so obviously my name is Tani. I'm 25 years old now, but um, I'll actually go back to when I was 12 to kind of give you guys an idea of who I am um, and why we're really talking today. Um, so basically back when I was in primary school, I realized that I was a lot bigger than most of my friends. Bigger in um, size wise? Yeah, bigger yeah. in size wise. So um, definitely not taller, <laughs> but a lot wider than what my friends were. I had chunkier thighs and a bigger belly. Um, and it was something that I learned very on that was wrong or that I wasn't supposed to be, or so I thought. Um, so I started my first diet at the age of 12. Um, and that was just before I was going to, into high school because I really wanted to fit in and make sure that I looked the part. Um, so I can't even remember what diet I went on because I've been on literally every single type of diet that you could imagine um, from that age of 12 up until about 20 something. Um, and this idea of my body being fat and that that wasn't okay uh, really started to control so much of my life. So all throughout high school, I worried what everyone thought of me. Um, I was constantly dieting, constantly trying the new training fads, and it was all-consuming. I never felt good enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, um, and it really impacted so much of my life. The funny thing is that if you had have met me in high school, I can guarantee that you would have said that I was confident. Um, I was very, very good at masking how I felt about my body and what I thought about my body. Um, and I was part of the popular crew. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, looking from the outside in, you probably wouldn't have noticed anything. Um, Eventually, all of those body image issues and the way that I saw myself led to an eating disorder. So I got stuck in a restrict, binge and purge cycle. Mm -hmm. um, and I, if I had a large binge, I would end up going into the shower usually and sticking my fingers down my throat. Um, again, no one knew. I kept it secret for 
a very, very long time. And when did that start, can I ask? Um, I think the first time that happened was probably when I was 15. And it wasn't something that I did like every single day. Sometimes it wasn't even every single week. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if I was really, really good with my diet, then it probably wouldn't have happened at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was only when I had those really big binges and then that set off the thoughts of, oh, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm disgusting, I'm not good enough. Um, and then that would be what would follow all of that stuff. Um, and that's a cycle. That is a very depressive, negative cycle. When you binge and you purge to a point of it coming back up again, the chemical imbalance in your brain changes within 9 to 10 seconds, sometimes 15 seconds of a depressive pattern. That's why when people vomit, they tend to feel sad and or might cry sometimes or embarrassed or not quite sure what to do, even if it's not from a purge because of the, the chemicals that come up past the esophagus and into the esophageal and that's how you get that pattern that happens and is created. So that's like a cycle that continues, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. Something I didn't know, but it definitely became something that I did often. And like you said, it was a cycle. So it was this restrict, binge, purge cycle, but also the cycle of these really negative thoughts about myself and this idea that I wasn't good enough and I needed to change and that there was something wrong with my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And the sad thing is that no one ever noticed that there was anything wrong with me because it was masked by being healthy. Mm -hmm. Because I was exercising and I was eating well and because society says that that that's health. But really, I was obsessed with it, and it was all-consuming. Like, I would miss out on events because I was worried about what people would think of me, or I was worried about what I would eat at that event because they're, like, I would go over my calories or something like that. So it actually impacted so much more of my outside life than I ever really realized. But because that's what health was kind of pictured as um, and seen as this fitness lifestyle no one ever really noticed and Mm -hmm. I didn't talk about it and also I kind of believed that everyone had body image issues that it was normal to hate your thighs and your tummy and the way that you look when you stare at yourself in the mirror Um, so yeah so anyway I struggled with that for a really 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 long time and eventually I remember just waking up one day and just thinking I don't want to be at war with myself anymore and I think a lot of this like body positive stuff was kind of just starting to seep through the cracks of Instagram and all of that so I think I saw that there was another way yeah that Actually, I didn't have to hate my body anymore and I didn't have to live in this cycle of um, restriction and binge and all of that kind of stuff. So one day I pretty much just woke up and went, I don't want to do this anymore. There's got to be another way. And then by making that decision, making that choice, I started to make changes I started to do a whole bunch of personal development and growth that would 
eventually helped me to overcome that eating disorder, to overcome those body image issues and to start to love myself for every part of who I was Mm -hmm. Um, and to start to actually build this really kind relationship with myself. Um, What age were you when you started to do that, can I ask? Yeah, so I would have been around 23, I think. So it's only been three years since I've been on that journey. Um, But for me, that's amazing because some people go through their whole lives without ever actually getting the chance to see what it's like when you do love yourself. And you do have a beautiful relationship with yourself. That's what I was about to say. I was 48. So, you know, kudos for getting there. Because you can... It's so easy to say, I made a choice. I just decided. Yeah, and it is that simple to just go, okay. But then you actually have to put the work in. to, And it's a constant battle with yourself, isn't it? So you mentioned before, we were chatting before we started... Um, recording and you said you know a photo went up and you were like usually I'd pick it apart and you were dissecting how now you look at that I know I'm putting a video up tomorrow of myself and it's the first time I've ever put a video up of um, my snatch with a singlet on and it's just like I normally wouldn't do that because I my arms won't ever be what I want them what I envisage they should have been I'm now accepting them for what they are they've actually endured a lot so I made the choice And then I had to put personal development behind those choices that I'm constantly working on. So kudos for you for finding that at 23, like for making that choice at 23 and finding you need to do the personal development. You need to put the changes in place. You need to constantly work on that. How have you done it? Yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, and exactly like you said, it is work. And it's every single day. Mm -hmm. It's not, oh, I love myself now, so let's just keep going on with our days. You actually have to make that choice every day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do have a kind of bunch of steps that I've written down that I feel really, really helped me to improve my self-perception and my body image. Where did you get these steps from? Um, this is just from my journey and from everything that I've done. So I've done a lot of personal development in regards to like actually doing like emotional wellbeing coaching, um, and you know, podcasts and reading and just my own kind of self exploration. And also to one of the things that we need to chat about quickly and get in there is that you are a trainer. Yes. You've been a personal trainer. Yes. Yes, you are a personal trainer. Yes. So um, I am a personal trainer. I have been in the fitness industry for the past maybe four years. So when I first became a personal trainer, I actually wasn't quite at this stage of self-love. I had lost a bit of weight. So I was like, yeah, I've lost weight, know how to lose weight, and now I'm going to become a personal trainer. Um, very quickly after that, I actually gained weight and that's when all of this came about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I became very, very passionate in the fitness and health space in helping other women to actually start to do health and fitness from a place of love and start to kind of change this 
um, hatred of our bodies and actually start to bring into the fitness industry like compassion and kindness and um, helping other women to improve their body image mm-hmm. and how they see themselves. Um, so that was that's something that I have been really, really passionate about for a long time now. Um, and I also did that through being a mindfulness coach. Yes. Um, and who are you a mindfulness, mindfulness coach with? Um, so currently a mindfulness coach with BU Coaching. Yes. Um, which, if you haven't checked them out, definitely check them out. Uh, but prior to that, I was with a company called WTribe. Um, and the really, really cool thing that I got to do was I actually got to go into schools and do mindfulness programs with teens. That is so um, cool. And I think for me, this was like probably the most fulfilling and impactful thing that I've done in my career because I knew what it was like to be them. Yeah. I knew what it felt like. And even more in this day and age, the pressures that society puts on these teens through social media and all of that kind of stuff. As soon as I walked through that door, I was like, going back to being a teenager again and I felt it and um some of the stuff that they said about themselves that they believed about themselves and the struggles that they go through it was really beautiful to be able to I guess impart some of my wisdom on them and give them some tools and strategies to be able to help them do what I've done mm-hmm. but at an even younger age yeah. and especially when they're going through such a big part of their life and this it's everything's changing they're trying to figure out who they are um to be Hormones, able to social media yeah. there's so much mm. yep so to be able to kind of share this idea that it actually is okay and necessary to love yourself and your body yeah um and to be able to recognize maybe they're not so um what's the word, the not so positive habits and mm-hmm. beliefs and thoughts that they might have around themselves. Um, so yeah, so very, very amazing time for me to go from being a personal trainer to then this mindfulness coach and helping others to just start to basically live their best lives with love for themselves because Mm -hmm. I know because I've been through it like when you finally start to accept yourself for all that you are life just becomes infinitely better it does it's it changes everything yeah it does and it's hard because you know what um it also involves accepting yourself yeah so I know for for me like personally I've had to accept and embrace parts of my life that I cannot change. I cannot change nor rearrange. And I've made decisions around certain areas that you have to really just accept. Uh, And it's interesting when I... And I've spoke to so many people, males and females, in my time as coach and coaching different people, first mentally and now in the CrossFit space and even here in my office, that... It's, it's across the board. It's not male or female. And it's across the board in ages. The youngest I've had in the office is nine. Um, and the oldest person I've spoken to about their body image is around the 46, 47-year-old mark and everywhere in between. And what's interesting is that it doesn't have a gender. It doesn't have an age. And people 
they want to be unique they want to be individual they don't wear their hair the same they have their own colors they have their own clothing yet they will say to themselves i want to be like that person there in a body image so i want to be uniquely myself i want to be an individual however my double d cup i wish was an a or my a cup i wish was a double d or see this part here on my hip or you know what i've got really little calf i got I've got really little calf muscles. I want really big calves. You know what I mean? Or I really don't like taking my shirt off because my pet doesn't look the same as that. I want a pet like that. And it's like, mate, you're never going to have a pet like that. Yet will wear their own clothes individually, will not change who they are, nor their music or anything about their individuality, yet will try to mirror image somebody that they don't resemble in any way must be fascinating what kind of age group in your client base do you currently have roughly uh so exactly like you said i have worked with like children from mm -hmm. in primary school from maybe 10 11 12 yeah to teens in high school and then women that range from in their 20s to in their 70s wow yeah yeah and it doesn't discriminate. No. Body image issues do not discriminate. Yeah. Um, I mean, the one thing I found in women who were kind of getting to that like 60, 70 stage is that they'll get into the point where they just didn't care because they realized that there was a lot more to life. Yeah. Um, but up until then, they'd struggled with the exact same things that the children were struggling with, the teens were struggling with. I can't imagine being 60, 70. I think that I'm a late bloomer being 48, 49 this year. I'm grateful that I'm going to hit my 50s very differently next year. Um, you must think to yourself, wow, I'm so grateful that I found it now. I can't imagine what it would be like at 60 or 70 going, you know what, there's more to life. Because I already look at how many years I've lost. Um, so with that being said, You've got some steps that we're going to go through in just one second. Okay, we're back on again. So I just had to open the door. We're actually at our, in my office and CrossFit in Circle open session is currently taking place right now. So we went and said hello to everyone. So you've got some steps, which is fantastic. I'd love to hear them. Okay, so um, as I said before, these are things that I just recognized throughout my journey really, really helped me. Um, and I believe that they help other people and will help whoever is listening that might be struggling with their body image at the moment. Fantastic. So step number one is awareness. So mm -hmm. actually asking yourself like, how do I feel about my body? What do I think about my body? How do I treat my body? What do I, how do I speak to my body? Um, and how does all of this impact me and my life? Mm -hmm. You have to be open and real and raw and vulnerable with yourself in this step because if you don't actually know what it is that you're trying to change, you're not going to be able to change it. Yeah. Um, and from vulnerability comes growth, comes change. Yes. So awareness is 100% the first step because I think a lot of people just go through life kind of with this internal dialogue that is just on replay and they don't yeah. even pay attention to it anymore because it's just their normal. So to actually go, okay, well, how do I feel about my body? What do I think about my body? Yes. And how does that affect me? Yes. 
Absolutely. Awareness is very important, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. I like step one. Would you suggest writing it down as well? Yeah, I think especially if you're really struggling with body image, if Mm -hmm. you listen to this and you go, oh, wow, actually, I don't really feel very good about my body. Start with journaling. Start with those things that I've just mentioned. How do you think, feel, speak, um, and just see what comes up for you, what comes out um, for you, and just be open with yourself so that you can just go, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what's happening for me. And then that moves into the next step, which is making a choice. Yes. So once you've kind of got that awareness of how you think and feel about your body, then it's up to you to make the decision to change that. Mm-hmm. To actually go, well, I'm not okay with living my life at war with myself mm-hmm. and feeling like this about my body. So I'm going to choose every single day to start to improve my relationship with my body, mm-hmm. start to see myself in a different way than what I have been. And then you choose that every single day. Yes. Just like we spoke about earlier. It's this isn't something that you just do a couple of self-help things and then you feel perfect for the rest of your life. I still have times where I struggle. I still have days where I don't think that my body is good enough and that I want to change it. The difference is that I choose every single day to practice self-love. Yes. I choose myself every single day. Um, So making that choice and actually realizing that the responsibility is on you Mm -hmm. and that you're not going to find self-love from a partner giving you compliments from losing weight. It doesn't happen from all of these external things. It does not. It happens inside you. It really actually does. No matter what your list is, what I can say to anyone out there, no matter what your goals list is, you can get and tick. This was me. I ticked all my goals off and then it was just like, you know, I actually have everything that I wanted in life and I am sad with myself. Right. I have a great marriage. I have a child. I have a house. I have the career I wanted and I'm sad with myself. And that is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, and I was the same. It didn't matter how much weight I lost. Like I got tiny. I was 70, 80 kilos and then I was 50 kilos. Yeah. It didn't matter. No. Uh, having the boyfriend didn't matter. It didn't change how I felt about myself at all. No. I still disliked myself and who yes. I was. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that realization that none of these things are actually going to make you happy. Mm. Only you can choose to put in the work on the inside to make you happy. That's it. And that's your responsibility. Absolutely. No one else's. And regardless, you know what? Uh, Will Smith has a really great, uh, I like Will, he's a bit funny. We got, you know, your circumstances might not be your fault, but it's absolutely your responsibility to, to, to fix that. It's yes. absolutely your responsibility to work on yourself. Yes, I absolutely love that. Um, and it's really funny that you've brought that up because that's some, we actually use that quote 
so often yeah. at BU coaching yeah. um, because it's all about personal development and taking responsibility for your emotions and your well-being. Um, so yeah, I love that you've brought that up because that's one of my favorite quotes. Is I, I think <laughs> it's I think it's amazing and like I've seen so many quotes, but when he was actually talking about it, he was reflecting on a friend and it was a, a really thick and heavy journey that this friend was on. And my past is a thick and heavy journey, and it was just like yeah but no it's actually and I know that it's my responsibility that's why you know like people it's funny because you've never put the responsibility on anybody else even your, like when you were going through it because you hid everything and you made out that you were very very happy so you knew it was your responsibility to be a certain way you just didn't fix the underlying and then you did right yeah yeah, yeah. and to realize and take that responsibility is just giving yourself back so much power it is and that's that in itself is extremely empowering absolutely i 100 percent agree i love it um so the next step i've got here is to challenge your thoughts and beliefs okay so this is where the awareness is really really important because if you don't actually know what the thoughts and beliefs are that are limiting you and holding you back and not serving you then you can't change them. Yeah. So that's why that step's really, really important. Once you are aware of what they are, you can start to challenge them. Mm-hmm. And when you challenge them, then you can change them um, into thoughts and beliefs that serve you more, that Absolutely. don't hold you back, that yeah. actually um, help you rather than hinder you. Um, so kind of the ways that you can challenge your thoughts are you can poke holes in them, disprove them, mm-hmm. um, make fun of them, kind of anything to take that weight away from them Yes. and to take that power away from them so that you can um, put power into the thoughts that you do want to believe. So instead of like, I'm fat and ugly and disgusting and no one's ever going to love me, that it's no um whatever different change you can make you can either make fun of that or you can change it to no actually i'm fine and how my body looks has nothing to do with whether someone's going to love me or not whatever it is that you need to do to challenge those thoughts but you have to do it constantly yes consistently it's like a muscle Mm. what you focus on is going to grow absolutely so if you're constantly focusing on all of those thoughts and beliefs that are not serving you they're going to get bigger they're yes. going to grow um, whereas if you're focusing on beliefs and thoughts that actually do serve you then that's going to grow absolutely so it's important to start to challenge those thoughts and beliefs and to start to change them um, and that for each person that's going to be different yes but again step number one be aware of them step number two actually notice them acknowledge them and then step three is to challenge them fantastic and change them yes absolutely i love it what's step number four Step number four, um, I've got acceptance and appreciation. Yes. So you did touch on this a little bit before. Uh, I'll start with acceptance. So it is, I think it's very unrealistic to tell people to love absolutely every single thing about their body. Mm -hmm. I agree. We're human. Yes. Like 
I just don't think that's very realistic. So, but if you can't love a part of yourself, you can at least accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we, when we don't accept things and when we can't accept things in any part of our life, it will continue to hurt us. It will continue to grate us in some way. It will. So it's important to actually go, well, you know what? I don't like my legs, yeah. but they're mine and they're okay. And they get me around and you know what? If I, I've got the choice if I want to do exercise or if I want to do strength and conditioning or if I want to do something to make them strong um, or am I doing something to make them strong? Um but they get you around from A to B and they're your legs. Yeah. If not, you're in an inter- you're in literally internal conflict with yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it, as I said, you're just going to keep fighting that part of yourself mm. that you're not accepting. Yes. And once that acceptance comes, then you never know, you might actually start to love that part about your body. Yes. Or you can just accept it to the point that it doesn't cause you grief yeah and like you said you can accept that yeah this these are my legs this is what i've got but you know what i can run on them i can jump on them i can squat with them yes um which leads into the appreciations so i personally believe that we do not celebrate ourselves enough at all no i think as a society we've kind of um, conditioned ourselves to believe that if we celebrate ourselves or are proud of ourselves that we're vain or stuck up or too into ourselves um, but appreciating ourselves is so important for our self-perception and our emotional well-being absolutely um, and especially in regards to our body image so to be able to appreciate your body for all that it can do for you and all that it has done for you, like the ability to hug your loved one, loved mm. ones, the ability to dance and sing and train and all of these amazing things that it does. Again, what we focus on grows. Absolutely. So if we actually focus on all of those good things, mm-hmm. that gets stronger, that yes. gets louder. And then the stuff that we perceive to be as bad is quieter is not as strong yes we don't focus on it as much so it's not there as much mm. um and it also that appreciation also allows you to start to see your body in a very very different way yes than what you probably have in the past so for me my whole idea around my body was that it was fat mm-hmm. and gross mm-hmm. and that's just constantly what i told myself and instead when I started to go on this journey of self-love, I started to appreciate what it was doing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even more than that, started to appreciate who I was outside of my body or inside of my body. Yes. Because we're so much more than our bodies. We are really... Our body is our vehicle for life. Yeah. Yeah. And this was probably a big pivotal moment for me to actually go like, my body is actually a very, very small part of who, of you who it's I am. just a vehicle to get you around, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I was like, why haven't I been focusing on things like how I make other people feel, how I show up in the world, yeah. um, what impact I make? 
um, whether someone leaves a conversation with me feeling good. Yeah, like feeling better off having interacted with yeah. me. Yeah. Whereas high school, I was a bit of a bitch. Yeah. Because I was so insecure. Um, and I didn't focus on any of these other amazing qualities that I did have deep down. Um, so yeah, I think appreciation comes down to not just appreciation for your body mm-hmm. um, and not just finding the things that it can do for you but even finding the smallest thing that you love about your appearance like mm. maybe you love your cheekbones yes or your eyebrows that's or it. whatever it might be that's really important too but also to recognize who are you that has nothing to do with your body okay because that's what's important yeah like, absolutely no one's showing up to your funeral and saying God, Kat had a mad body. That's why I loved her. She'd work those quads. She'd work those quads. Which, you have great quads. But they don't They don't. That is like the least significant thing about you. That is like, there are so many amazing things about you. Yeah. And when you realize that, again, so empowering. Yeah, definitely. I love that. What's the next one? So, we've got... Um, comparisons and conversations. Okay. So oh, I love this again, you touched on this before, but comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. One of my absolute favorite quotes because when we are comparing ourselves to others, we are not going to feel good. No, we're not. We are not going to feel good. It's just not possible. No. It's, it's just not. And like, for example, I'm going to use when I started here at the gym. Yes. So I walked into this gym and there are some beautiful, beautiful girls in here. Yeah. And they are strong and they have amazing bodies. Mm -hmm. And what I would have done in the past, um, and what I'm sure many people do is walk in and start to, see how amazing their bodies were and why I wasn't up to par with them mm-hmm. and why my body wasn't as good as their bodies. Oh, I feel you. Yeah. And it's so normal. We do it on um, Instagram. Like yes. we follow people and then we feel crap about ourselves and then we go, I'm going to start a diet tomorrow. And it's this vicious cycle of going, I am not as good as someone else. Yes. Um, what, I chose to do instead when I came into this gym was to appreciate their awesome bodies and all of what they were, their strength, their beautiful bodies without actually putting myself down. Fantastic. You can actually appreciate how other people look. Absolutely. Without it being about you not being good enough Mm -hmm. or you not being up to scratch with them. Yeah. Um, I think with Instagram and stuff these days, if you can't do that, if you can't appreciate someone else or look at someone else without feeling shitty about your body, Mm -hmm. then stop following them. Yeah. Like I did the biggest Instagram call. Yeah. 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 And it made the biggest difference. Like to actually start following people that had, um, different bodies. Yeah. Um, even people with disabilities and stuff, just to actually recognize that 
there's so many different body types in the yeah, world. Yeah, there really are. The media only portrays this kind of one body, which of course makes us sometimes feel like something's wrong with ours, which I love this body positive movement because we're actually starting to see larger bodies, people with disabilities, like, and actually when you start to surround yourself with that, it's easier to accept your body. Absolutely it is. And to go, well, actually, there's nothing wrong with my body. It's just different to hers and it's different to hers. Like, I'm never going to have long, lean legs because I've got short, little, stocky legs. And that's fine. Yeah. That's just who I am and that's who she is. And it doesn't mean that either one of us aren't beautiful. Absolutely not. Or that something is wrong with us. No, not at all. So I think comparison is huge. Yeah. So either try to stop comparing yourself or to start appreciating without putting yourself down yeah. or stop following people that make you feel crappy. Yeah. Um, because that was the first, that was a really good first step for me because like I said, it allowed me to see different body types um, and to start to feel better in mine. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and the conversations part, if you are constantly in conversations with people that are talking about dieting and all of the things that they hate about their body, can guarantee you you're going to feel crappy about your body. Absolutely. <laughs> Stop doing it. Stop doing it. <laughs> Raise the bar a little bit. Yeah. yeah Start yeah. having conversations about the things that you do love about your body yeah start to lift yourselves up and other people up and stop having these conversations about everything that's wrong with your body and starting diets and i know for me that was quite difficult um especially being in the fitness industry i was surrounded by it all the time and i just chose to say like look i'd prefer not to talk about the latest diet or the latest training regime um, my exercise and nutrition is just about me feeling good. Yeah. Um, so I chose to walk away from those conversations when I needed to. Yeah. Um, or just say that I didn't want to talk about that. But yeah, the conversations that you're having with other people yeah. are also just as powerful as the conversations that you're having inside your own head. Absolutely. The people that you surround yourself with and what you talk about, what you see what you do influences you heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Very heavily. Definitely. Definitely. And that's like, if you want to start to love your body, go and hang out with someone that loves their body. That's it. Exactly. (laughs) That will start to rub off on you. Oh, it does. It's so powerful. I mean, if you want to come hang out with me, guys, I'm I'm up for it. (laughs) Um, And then the last step I've got here, and I mean, there's so many different things that help you to start to, um, build a better relationship with yourself and your body image but yep. these are the ones that I think are really have an impact yeah um, the last one I've got is practice self-care look after yourself yes. show yourself love yes just like you would your mum, your sister your niece brother dad whatever it is show yourself compassion yes kindness love Um, move your body exercise is really really good to make you feel good it does it is if you do it in the right way yes yeah endorphins 
um, move your body because you love your body, yes. not because you hate your body. It's not a punishment. No. Endorphins, what it can do, how strong it is, an appreciation of its ability. Yeah, definitely. And community, if you're going somewhere where you're meeting other people, yeah. that's amazing for your health. I know in the 930 class that we had here, you know, uh, it was one of those classes where and it's rare that it happens, but we had full female and one male. It was it was it was a lovely class, and everyone was lifting different weights. It was deadlifts, and everyone was in appreciation of what every single body was doing. And when I look back at the feed and the comments that were coming in, the comments were for the amazingly strong people like yourself, as in weight wise, as in the amount of weight you were lifting. And it was exactly the same amount of comments for somebody who is one of our more um, senior athletes. Wow, you did that so easy. And I've got a couple that's great form. To a new person that was starting literally this week, wow, your back was so nice. Do you know what I mean? To the gentleman who was here at that particular time who could lift a lot more, however, is coming back from an injury. Wow, that was so controlled and it looked really good. So people were just appreciating everybody in, in their uniqueness, which I, I absolutely love. It just makes me so, so, so happy to see that. So that's a really good point on what you can do, like appreciate what it can do. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's I feel like that's kind of a testament to you because you've created a beautiful community here. Oh, thank you. Um, where we do all feel like it's okay to just be ourselves. We're not competing Absolutely. with each other. No. We're just here to move our bodies out of love for ourselves. That's it. We want everyone to, to win. improve ourselves as well. That's it. And when I say we want everyone to win, because everyone has a different goal. We, we just want them to win in their goal. We just we just want everyone to, to, you know, love their body, see what it can do, move with great movement so it can just impact their life long term, out of here, away from here. So thank you for that. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. You know, I love those six steps. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to, in the topic section, I'm going to write down where you can find those six steps because I think it's really important when you hear a podcast and you want those steps to be able to go back and, you know what I mean, pause it if you need to. So in the topic section um, in on across any of the platforms, you will be able to see at what time this particular conversation starts and what time this particular conversation finishes. Um, so you can write those steps down because like Tani said, if it's something that is really, really concerning to you, starting to journal is important. And these steps, following them the way that Tani has mentioned, will do you such a justice it's not even funny. So thank you for that. Now, moving on, you do some amazing work with women as well, and you've got something so beautifully coming up. So please, please tell everyone about this. This is go. This is yes. an amazing, amazing uh, luncheon, would you call it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you. So on the 8th of March, uh, there will be a luncheon for International Women's Day. So I am a part of a beautiful committee of women um, on the board of a not-for-profit organization called She Story. Um, so we raise money for a um, organization called She Starts that helps women start to work towards a dream of theirs. So young women, women of all ages, um, and this International Women's Day event we do every year. 
and it will be held at the entertainment grounds in Gosford and it's going to be really really a beautiful day last year we had a panel of speakers uh, this year we are doing an outdoor on the green type of event nice. uh, there's going to be flower crowns and um, drinks and it's going to be a really beautiful social event um, but something that I'm really really proud of and excited for is there's going to be an empowerment session uh, that will actually be run by me. That is awesome. Yeah, so um, I'll be jumping on stage and just running through a bit of a session with everyone to get them kind of thinking and talking. Um, I won't go into too much detail. No, no. You'll have to come to find out. Uh, so what I'll do is I'll actually send Kat the link. Um, so if you do want tickets, you can either go on to the Entertainment Grounds website um, or you can go through the Facebook event, which I'll also get Kat to link as well. Fantastic. And that will be in, so I will link it in the, so this will come out with a, a nice little video blurb and it will be in the body of the text on Instagram and Facebook. And it will also be in the topic section. If you have gone straight to um, a podcast platform, it will also be in that part of the topic section as well. And if you cannot find it, um, please first look because it will be there very clear but if you're having difficulty finding it or li linking to it send me a message and I can link you up with it no problem at all so that that sounds like an amazing day it really really does so can I ask uh, and this is the first time I've just asked this question usually I kind of go a long way around and we get there I believe that you've already mentioned it but what is your why do you know your why? What is For my... What? Your why. Your why you do this. Why I do this? Because I have seen the profound impact that choosing to love myself and my body has had on my life. It has impacted everything mm -hmm. from relationships to how I show up every day to absolutely everything. And my why is because I just want other people to feel that. Yeah. I just want other people to make this change in their life and feel how good it feels to go through life with this perception that you are incredible and amazing and that you're capable of absolutely anything, no matter what your body looks like. And I think starting with body image it just filters out into so many other areas of your life yes and you gain confidence in not only how you look but in what you want to do in life and yes. how you show up and especially for our younger generations i really believe that it all starts with self yes to change if we want to make a change in this world we need to start by changing ourselves first. Absolutely. So by me sharing my story, me going through this journey, I know that I can impact at least one other person and that one other person will impact one other person. Yes. And it will just be a ripple effect. And then one day we'll just see the sea of people who love themselves 
and then in turn we love each other a little bit more too <laughs> yeah absolutely and it sounds like some, some people might be sitting here thinking I remember like two three years ago listening to podcast um, and reading a book and going oh yeah look it's and I remember thinking that right if you could see my head it's going down to the desk right now but it's absolutely correct that how you see yourself how you show up in the world and what you present and the people that you hang around and the people that are in your influence circle they do impact you in either a positive or a negative way and since my change has happened um, and it's been a, a very big long journey what I've what I've realized is that I have I'm always I've always been a positive person and now I actually just live my positivity um, so thank you so 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 much now you can I'm gonna put all of Tani's links in the podcast and I will in the closure today absolutely go through how you can contact her if people wanted to do coaching with you through BU coaching how would they do that uh, so the best way to do that is to uh, either contact me directly on Instagram or you can jump onto our BU coaching page yes uh, and usually what we do is we do a discovery session first so you get to do a session where you actually talk about like where you're at and everything that you're going through and make sure that coaching is a good fit for you yes um, and then we can organize everything to sign you up and uh, start your journey to personal development and growth. That's fantastic. So I'm actually looking at Tani's Instagram page right now. Her name is T-A-H-N-E-E dot H-A-N-C-O-C-K. And it comes up straight away. Coach at BU Coaching, committee member at She's Story underscore AU. And there's a lot of other information there. I see that you're a lioness at the... Um, boy, boy, women's rugby. Yes, yes, you so are. I am. Yes, uh, and fitness enthusiasm. <laughs> yes, so you can definitely catch her there. I'm going to have all the links in here as well. Thank you so, so much. I would love to chat with you again, probably in about six months, and let's go into those steps a little bit deeper if we can. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you so much for having me on board. Um, I absolutely love doing this, and I hope that listeners get at least one little bit of wisdom out of it. Oh, look, even if it's to pick up a journal, even if at this point in time, and I know some people don't feel that they can reach out, even if it's just, I think you've given them some really great tips, tidbits, tidbits to start with, even if it's just picking up a journal, writing those six steps down and starting with those six steps, and then if you need to, reach out. Yeah. If you need, uh, and, and by reaching out, it's like working out how you can feel empowered enough to speak about it and how you can learn to present yourself and journaling is definitely the first step um, especially if you are experiencing you know like a deeper depression or you're having any type of body image issues and or food issues as well yeah. journaling yeah. is amazing thank you so much i've really appreciated our chat and i will chat to you in again i'll chat to you outside obviously <laughs> and i'll see you in class but we'll do this again in about six months how does that sound awesome Fantastic. sounds good to me thank you thank you and that wraps up my chat with tani i hope you got a lot out of it i know that i did how you can contact her will be in all the information of this particular podcast as always what i really loved about my chat with tiny is it all these chats always reaffirm with me in regards to body image that it's something that you have to work with on the daily 
If you've got a positive body image, then you've got positive mental health. You've got positive confidence and you're feeling great. If you've got a negative body image, you've got negative self-talk. That leads into mental health implications. And it's not just in regards to, you might say something like I'm having a bad hair day. For some females, that's not, you know, you might say that you're having a bad bloat day. For some females, I know me, that's nine to 10 days out of 30 that I'm anywhere between a kilo and a half to four kilos of inflammation and bloat. There's nothing I can do about that. I can't take anything to make that go away. That hormonal bloat's always going to be there. It's about accepting it, loving myself, knowing that I'm amazing and moving through it in a positive manner. I had someone in Encircle Health a couple weeks ago that has really bad acne. This is an amazing human that does amazing things in the community. The goals are fantastic. They're working on their nutrition, their training, their goal setting, their face. They're working on everything in a positive manner moving forward. And yet they'll have days where you can see that they're having a bad inflammation day in their face. And this particular person, it really rocks them to the point that they will look down. Now, when you're having a down day, that affects how you interact with everybody. And that also affects your mental health. So I want you to be kind to yourself and remember that body image is something that you do need to work with on the daily to love yourself and understand that you are a legend and you are going to have those days. There's nothing you can do about it, accept it and move with it. Yeah, because it will only affect your mental health in a more positive way, your cortisone in a more positive way. The other thing I really want to say before I wrap it up is I'm very aware that I've had two chats on body image because it's very important to me. And I don't think that this, I think that there's a lot of things that are being out said on social media, but I don't, I think that we need to say more. The other thing that I'm aware of is that the two chats I've had are with two females. And obviously females generally speak to females a lot more than they do with males. I have spoke to males in regards to body image issues and they have issues as well. I'm catching up with a couple males that I'd really love to bring on the podcast. If you've got issues around body image or you'd love to talk to me about this, please drop me a message. I'd love to chat to you. In the meantime, I hope you stay well. I hope you stay healthy. And please remember, be kind to yourself. Bye.